Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Janet Miranda, Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. And we're going to be chock full with a lot of stuff today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a court case and some injustice to a pro-life group. Uh, but then we're also going to give you a chance to see a little baby in a NICU uh, and talk about that too and its relationship to abortion because unfortunately the babies like this that are in NICUs fighting for their lives, are other mothers are taking the same baby, same gestation, and killing them an abortion. So we're going to have a lot of great information for you and some action steps that you can take. Well, joining me right now is a very, very good friend of mine and our whole ministry here at Priest for Life. He has been in the, pre- in the movement like me for decades, and he has worked tirelessly to expose the horrors inside the abortion industry showing women killed, showing when women were been injured and ambulances going off to hospitals from these abortion clinics. This is not about something that's safe, legal, and rare, like the Democrats like to claim. No, this is a, a procedure that is killing women, damaging them, and of course, still in our country, thousands of babies die every single day. Well, joining me today is that great, fearless pro-life leader, Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue. Troy, welcome to the program. Janet, it's a pleasure, and thank you for that fantastic introduction. I'm, I'm blessed and honored to call you a friend for so many years. I know, me too. So now listen, Operation Rescue, your, your website is just operationrescue.org, correct? That's correct, yes. And all the proof of what we're going to say here today about the abortion industry, about these 911 calls, women dying, women being injured, it's all up there. And I think you are the only organization in the whole pro-life movement that really zeroes in on exposing the abortion industry, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. I'm not sure if we're the only one. We're certainly one of the first to really narrow it down and send the abortionists to jail rather than us going to jail. Remember back in the 80s and 90s, we were the ones that were going to jail for sitting in front of the doors of abortion clinics. And I said, it's time to stop uh, from you know the pro-lifers wearing the orange jumpsuits and make the abortion industry wear the orange jumpsuits. And so you look at Kermit Gosnell, Rapino Santhanhan, Philip Rand, uh, uh, Bruce Steer. These are all people that we help send to jail uh, Gosnell's another one be, because of the malfeasance, the killing of babies, killing of uh, women, uh, breaking the law. And, and so we've been focusing in like a laser beam of shutting these places down, exposing the abortion industry's dirty underbelly that they kill women and children and they break the law on a regular basis. And of course, when you first took over Operation Rescue, how many abortion clinics were nationwide and what are we down to now? Because I yeah, know that's your organization question. and so many others have been working on closing these abortion mills. Right. You know, back in 1991, um, Mark Crutcher, our mutual deceased friend, rest in peace, Mark Crutcher, uh, did a survey and it was the high watermark for the abortion industry in 1991. There were 2,176 abortion clinics. 2,176. Wow. And the number of abortions were about 1.6 million in our nation. So now you fast forward 30 plus years and we have 
less than 700 abortion bills. That's a reduction by 70%, Janet. 70% of the nation's abortion bills have shut down forever. They're going the way of the eight-track tape or the DVD or the you know cassette tape. And, right. and so, uh, and, 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 and what's more important is when abortion clinics close, babies get saved. Underscore that, bold, highlight. When abortion clinics close, babies get saved. The number of children killed, still way too many, but it's fallen by almost a million. Six, seven hundred thousand babies a year we're saving through the network of the pro-life movement, the crisis pregnancy centers, shutting down abortion clinics, love life, everything else. We're all coming together to save these babies. And what we have, uh, what's the latest number? Gosh, I did for escapes, yeah, something like 10 to 12 states now are completely abortion free, something we had right. unheard of just a yeah. few years well, ago. Well, we have about 12 that are abortion free, but we also have about 12 who have enshrined in their constitution killing babies to birth, which is insane, right? No, it and is, what no, you just yeah, said. It's completely insane. California, New York, Illinois, these people are completely insane. They want to kill babies up to birth and after birth. But I want to count the, the blessings because we're going to go after those people. We're going to go after those states, but let's shore up our good defensive position, get states that are abortion free, codify that, uh, surround them, protect them, and then launch our efforts like we do from a closed abortion clinic. We actually, our office is a, in a closed abortion clinic, one that we closed, and now we're launching our efforts to close abortion clinics around, uh, across the country. So don't worry, we're going to go to California, we're going to go to New York, and we're going to change the laws there. Okay, that's great. And what you just said that we have less than 700 abortion clinics, abortion mills, as we like to call yeah. them, uh, and pregnancy resource centers are up to almost 3,000. So yeah. we're outnumbering them almost four to one, which is no, good totally. news, you know? <laughs> and what I like to say, Troy, you know, for every baby we save, we save a mom and a dad, as you oh. know, because I work with the fallout of the moms and the dads who regret their abortion and the physical and emotional scarring and psychological trauma, it's huge. But now you have been, your ministry, you directly, have been persecuted by Planned Parenthood. Tell everyone just in a snapshot what's happened. Persecuted, prosecuted, incarcerated, kicked out of countries. Um, so many people remember the Center for Medical Progress that started, we actually started it back in 2012. In 2015, we launched our first video effort, and everybody remembers the abortionist discussing how the sale of baby body parts. Well, now it's all, it's, it went through the court system. We were uh, sued in a very liberal San Francisco courtroom. It went to the Ninth Circuit, which we know is extremely liberal, and we appealed to the Supreme Court, and just yesterday, the Supreme Court denied our certification, so or satoria. So they, they were not going to hear the case. I am now a convicted racketeer, corrupt business owner, mafia, mobster, that's what they're calling me for exposing the sin of Planned Parenthood, the crime of Planned Parenthood of, um, of selling baby body parts. This project started in my office in, in 2012, so 11 years ago. I hired David Daleiden. I put the whole Center for Medical Progress together. I sat on the board. I, we brought in Alvin Romberg. We brought in other people, collaborators, to, to do the undercover investigation. And the rest is really history, except part of the history is the corruption of America's judicial system. On one side, 
the Congress referred Planned Parenthood and other organizations for prosecution to the FBI. The, the FBI did nothing. Think of Hunter Biden, did nothing to prosecute the crimes of Planned Parenthood and prosecutors around the country failed miserably. And on the other hand, they came after the whistleblowers. Have you ever heard that before? Us, yeah. me, Sandra, Albin, David, uh, and many others for exposing what Planned Parenthood did. We all have seen the videos where the abortionists talk about aborting babies alive, harvesting their brains, their hearts, their livers, their thymus, their scalps, their hair follicles, everything, eyes, and sell them out like a like a car, a stolen car that's been chopped up and sold on, on, on the black market. Right. So anyway, that's where we're at. I'm a convicted racketeer, convicted mobster. I owe $18 million to Planned Parenthood, and they will never see a penny, at least from me, and not, not willingly, <laughs> even if I had the money, which, of course, I don't. I'm not giving them $18 million. Well, okay, so just so everyone understands, what happened here, brothers and sisters, is very simply, they petitioned the Supreme Court to hear their case, and the Supreme Court decided uh, not to grant them what's called certiare, meaning we're going to hear your case. What people also have to understand is they might have done it not because of they didn't think there was some, some merit in the case, but they get hundreds of cases, and they only hear a small handful of cases during the court session, right, Troy? I mean, so... Yeah. So you they know. only hear about 0.7 of all appeals. So 0.7% of all appeals are heard by the Supreme Court. But this case, understand here, this case was lost in the first couple of months, way back in 2015. The judge, the liberal Obama appointee, former bundler for Obama, a federal judge, said right from the beginning, they're not going to grant any discovery in this case. So we didn't get any of the emails. We didn't get any of the videos. We didn't get any of the internal communications, any of the internal documents that showed Planned Parenthood selling baby body parts. And the whole trial, the whole trial, the farce trial, did not show the videos that we presented as evidence. Not one single time were we able to present evidence that they were selling baby body parts. The whole thing was about us signing a non-disclosure agreement when we entered into the Na uh, National Abortion Federation Conference and the Planned Parenthood conferences. And that and the, and we had some IDs that weren't exactly appropriate or, or uh, legal. They were fake IDs that we used to enter. So the whole trial was about fake IDs and non-disclosure agreements, not about Planned Parenthood illegally selling baby body parts. So it went to the Ninth Circuit. It, it turned out and I can go to a whole long uh, uh, discourse on this, but it was an unpublished decision. And you apply that to Supreme Court precedent. They don't take unpublished decisions. So this case was lost uh, back in 2015, and we knew it. it. The whole system, the whole system is corrupt from head to toe. And we all are seeing that with what they're doing to Donald Trump and the rest of the patriots, the rescuers that are in jail right now in right. Washington, D.C. The whole system's corrupt. That's right. Okay, so as it stands now, they have a judgment against you and Operation Rescue, or just you personally? Uh, and yeah, just me personally and all of the other defendants, Sandra, Susan, David, Center for Medical Progress, Biomax, everybody. Right. So these are just average pro-life leaders who don't have that kind of money. So what happens in a case? Like people must be wondering, so what do they do then if you don't have that money? What happens? Well, they're going to come and try to take what they can. Um, I no longer own anything. 
Uh, I, I own nothing. I don't own a house. I don't own, I have a bank account with maybe a thousand dollars in it. I have an old pickup truck and that's it. That's all I have. And in, if they want to come take those things, they're, I mean, they can, I'm not willingly going to give them anything. Right. So uh, I've never taken a vow of poverty. However, uh, they, I don't have anything. And so I, I would assume the same thing of the others. Uh, they can't get, as they say, they can't get blood out of a rock. And I'm as right. stubborn as a rock. I'm going to keep fighting abortion, uh, the abortion industry, the abortion cartel, Planned Parenthood. Actually, it's interesting. I think it's made me a little bit more resilient. You know, when you have something to lose, you might want to protect it. When you have nothing to lose, you're a dangerous person, dangerous to the abortion industry. I literally have nothing to lose. And so I will boldly tell the truth of what Planned Parenthood is doing. I will boldly proclaim that these people are butchers of mankind. They're slaughtering innocent children. They're, they are the corrupt ones. They're the ones that should be owing. They're all, actually, they all should be in jail for what they right. did. They so, all should Troy, be in jail. Just wondering, like, in the next session of the court next year, uh -huh. could you petition them again? Is that oh, something no. that can be done or no? No, it's all over. It's all over. So and, and once they say no, that's it? It's that's it. it? I mean, the, the Supreme Court's the end of the road. But I'll tell all you right. what, there's another Supreme Court that we will all stand in front of when we die. At some point at the end of the age, when we all pass away, we're going to stand at the Supreme Court. And there's going to be a righteous judge sitting on a throne deciding who's right and who's wrong. And that's the judge that I want to appease. That's the judge that I want to please. That's the God that I serve. And I'll That's tell you right. what, on that day, Planned Parenthood will be sorely wanting and their minions and their abortionists that are killing these children. Right. That's right. And that's Jesus Christ. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope you will support Operation Rescue. Go to operationrescue.org and Keep going there. Like once a week, Troy is always exposing more and more uh, injuries to women and, and abortionists. So keep in touch with them. But now I want to switch gears in a way uh, because Troy, of course, uh, is married, has a beautiful family, and he's a grandpa. And he's got several grandchildren. But what we want to talk about today is his youngest little grandbaby, baby Remington, and tell us just a little background here, because it's so ironic, Troy, that here you're there trying to stop abortion. You have actually retrieved aborted babies from dumpsters and given them help with Priest for Life and other groups to give them proper burials. And now you're in a position of being in a NICU watching your little grandbaby fighting for life because they were born premature. So give us a little background on this. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what, I, I've been pro-life for my whole life. But it brings a new perspective when you go into a, a NICU unit and see children that were born at 22, 23, and my grandchild was born at 24 weeks, just a little over 24 weeks, less than a pound and a half. He's only this big. I've recovered babies that big. We, You and I have buried babies that big, Janet, Father Frank. But here's this little guy, and he's fighting for his life. He's got the tubes in there, and his heart is being monitored. They are giving him the most special attention. It's the most beautiful place in the hospital. We've all been to hospitals. We've all been all parts of the hospital, the cancer wards, hospice, uh, ER rooms. But I'll tell you, the most special place is the NICU, where each one of these little patients has 
one nurse for two patients and they go back and forth all day long one nurse for two patients and this baby is getting million dollar care and, and and it's because they recognize that this is a true human being with value and they're willing to expend whatever it takes to save this child's life and i'm so proud of the people here at saint francis hospital in tulsa oklahoma i'm down here right now helping with my daughter and her other baby and i'm just so proud and it brings such a wild array of emotions to me when i walk into this nicu i think every day children of this age are being aborted and thrown in trash cans and treated like garbage and then you walk in here and they're all treated like gold like they should be that every child every human being has an intrinsic value that's given to them by god almighty that imago day the image of god is stamped on each one of these children and well, it's we have a, a picture question. that you snapped for me, uh, a FaceTime picture of baby Remington and your daughter. Actually, your daughter getting to do that, what they call skin to skin for the first yeah, time. Yeah, first time. Cuddling that baby. Um, so let me ask my producer, show us that picture of, of the baby. All right, there, there's baby Remington. I mean, he is teeny tiny. He, right now he's up to two pounds. He was born at... One pound, six ounces, and baby Remington is now two pounds, four ounces, and he's struggling, but he's got a great medical team there. And what I want to ask everyone to do that's uh, in tune here with us, please, can you keep baby Remington in your prayers? We have to storm heaven for this little baby. Mm -hmm. He's got a, a, you know, kind of a long road ahead of him, uh, but I can tell you, Troy, at Priest for Life, we have had so many stories come to us over the years of babies like little Remington, born at 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 weeks, struggle, struggle, struggle. Some of them are, will be in that NICU for months, like maybe three months, four months. But then it's amazing what the human body does because then they, they, what they play what I call is catch up. They catch yeah, up. They, they actually do. catch up. And perfectly normal, perfectly fine. Uh, it's just amazing the technology we have to help those little babies survive. And it's so sad. And I hope, with, I want to ask him, put up baby Remington's picture again. And I really want people, look at, look at this baby, because how many women today in America are also terminating their pregnancies, babies like that? It's so sad, and I agree with you, Troy. It's like our culture, it's like you said, those babies in the NICU are treated like gold, and the mother with the same gestational baby goes into an abortion clinic, and they're treated like garbage. Mm. They're put in medical waste bags and discarded. Um, it, it's Or really even sad. worse, Janet, even worse, we uncovered this many years ago, so five, six, seven years ago, that the abortionists would take the babies this same age and older, four, five, six, seven pound babies, and harvest their body parts, slice them up like a butcher would take a beef apart and sell their body parts. I know, and it's terrible. That's why I get so emotional over this. This is real. This isn't an issue of tax cuts or the border or union dues or right to work states or anything else. This is human children. These are babies created in the image and likeness of God that we're treating so horribly. And I'll tell you, if we can't protect the most innocent among us, like little baby Remington, then 
what do we expect? We will all be thrown in jail or persecuted like myself or and yeah. many other pro-lifers. We can't expect to have any rights if we do not have the fundamental right to life. Right. Well, I want to encourage everyone to go to our website uh, where we have uh, childrenbeforebirth.org, childrenbeforebirth.com, either one works, and you're going to see the unborn baby like you've never seen before, starting mm -hmm. at like six, seven weeks and beyond. And brothers and sisters, you know, these are babies. It's not blobs of tissue, and you really, really have to speak up. If you hear of someone who's considering abortion, you have to say to them, this is a baby. It's not a blob of tissue. And, uh, you know, you could give birth and then make an adoption plan, but you don't have to kill your baby, you know. So, well, Troy, I'm going to continue to pray for baby Remington, and so will my whole team. And I hope everyone that's listening to this program will also be praying for baby Remington. I'll bring you back uh, periodically. And you know what? When baby Remington goes home eventually from that hospital, because I do believe that's what the Lord will allow, we're going to have you on and your daughter, and we're going to have a big celebration, okay? He's going to sit right here in my lap. Exactly. And we'll see baby Remington out of the hospital with God's, God's assistance. We will. Well, thank you, Troy. We'll continue to thank support you. Operation Rescue. Your work is tremendous. And the goal is we're not stopping. We're, as, as they always say, we're not here uh, to put up a good fight. We're here to end abortion, aren't we? That's right. That's right. Well, thank you for joining me today. God bless. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope some of this inspired you. Yes, it's very sad what the corrupt judicial system is doing to Troy Newman and other pro-lifers right now. But you can also rejoice in the fact that in the end we will win because we're on the side of the Lord. But also, too, I want you to go look at those baby pictures, okay? Childrenbeforebirth.com. Go there. Spread those images around because, remember, there are some abortions only you're going to be able to stop and therefore some lives only you'll save. Join us again next time. Thank you and God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.